this is your trash weekly with your weekly dose of trash we're back <laughs> this is stephanie and this is nora and we are back with one of our guests who's been on our second show tamir who is logging in from brazil and i'm so excited to talk to him i know i want to hear an update how are you doing how is brazil yeah, what's me too. happening? And he was about to leave the country, so I'm very curious what's gonna happen there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I was, I remember. <laughs> yeah, let's call him in. Hello, Nora. Hello, Stephanie. Hi. Hi, How Tamir. Are you? Uh, so, funny story. Like, like you mentioned, I was supposed to leave Brazil uh, today. I should have been um, oh. on my in Sao Paulo and on my way to the United States right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. But. One of the things that you have to do three days before you fly internationally is take a COVID test. And as it turns out, I got COVID for the second time uh, sometime but, in the last two weeks. But you know symptoms? Or, or like, what do you mean? No symptoms at all? You didn't know? I had no idea. Um, I had a bit of a runny nose, but I thought it was allergies. And you know, maybe I'm a little tired, but I've had a lot of stress from work. So I never really thought that Especially, and also, I had COVID in January, and yeah, it's okay. only April, and so like it, it shouldn't happen this quick. But and I've been quarantining and everything, and so I thought uh, you know, there's there's just no so way. I, is is there no possibility that it, you're still positive? Because I've heard of people just testing positive for for a long time, for months. Is that a possibility? No, I took a a COVID test two weeks after my first diagnosis, and I was negative. Uh, so I somehow, um, I know now that there are new COVID strains happening all around the world. There's a Brazil strain. So it's possible I got um, the second strain. And what's really weird is that my girlfriend went and got tested um, a day after I did, and she's negative. Oh, what? Do you do you live so, together or you are separated? We live together. Um, I Actually, I don't live in Rio anymore. I live in Londrina here with her. Um, and so we've lived together for two months now and, uh, and she's negative. So I'm going to go get tested again on Monday, um, to see if it was a false positive, yeah. um, or if I somehow magically managed to, to get a, you know, another COVID. Because let, let's go into the details of this because, okay. So to be honest, Tamir, when you told me I got COVID for the second time, I'm like, what are you partying? for <laughs> so i immediately was like what the heck like who gets covid for two times but you were saying you're quarantining so yeah i i'm staying at home we are ordering food uh and we don't even meet the the delivery person they put the food in the elevator and then we pick it up in the elevator yeah so you're doing everything just by the book so i'm thinking false positive now like you're saying it, it could be, or it could be, I mean, you know, everything is 99.99% effective or 95.8% effective or whatever. Nothing is 100%. So um, I have had to go to the grocery store, but I was in a mask and I was using alcohol and um, and they, they check your temperature before you go in. I didn't have a fever. Wow. So like, you know, any any of those things, or maybe somebody who delivered food had COVID and his the oil from his hands got on the bag. And then when we touched the bag, I happened to catch COVID. And then, um, yeah. So, you know, you can do everything right and still, and still catch it. You know, there's no, so yeah. I don't know if I'm either really, really unlucky because I caught COVID twice 
or I'm really lucky in that I've got it twice, but both times it was really gentle and I'm really resilient. So I'm just, just, you know. So strange your girlfriend doesn't have it. That's the one that trips me out. It's well, maybe she, maybe you just got it and she was not testing positive yet, but it's almost impossible for her not to get it if you guys live together. If you right, actually had it. Yeah, and I mean, we're not exactly quarantining from each other. So, yeah, um, there's, so. Th- there's, there's a little bit of touch happening between the just, two of us. Just a little bit. Just slightly. We hold hands. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm going to get retested on Monday. We'll see if it was a false positive or if I have it. And then if I do, um, I've already, I've been going through the trouble of canceling and redoing my hotel and my flights and that's an adventure. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be leaving in three weeks and then I'm going to, so a few days before my trip, I'm going to get tested again and hopefully, you know, I don't have COVID a third time. No, man, this is insane. <laughs> and, and do you want to go back and tell us about the first time? Cause we haven't talked, we, we talked in December in 2020 or November yeah, yeah, yeah. something early. I was gonna, I was gonna ask actually, how was your COVID experience? So uh, the first time I had COVID, I was I was with my girlfriend, and we both got it. And um, and so I've, I've actually been reading a little bit about why it might be possible that I have it and she doesn't, and it could be down to blood types. Whereas the first time we were a little less cautious, and uh, we both could have gotten it at the same time. The first time, um, I definitely felt ill, but I thought I was just tired, and I thought I had uh, a mild flu. So my body was weak. Um, I was tired all the time, like literally exhausted. Just waking up was exhausting and I wanted to go back to sleep. Um, so, you know, I, I took a little bit of time off of work, but mostly what I did is I would work three or four hours and then I'd sleep for two hours, you know, for lunch and then I'd work and then I'd take another nap and then I'd play video games for a few hours and then go to sleep again. Um, I had a bit of a fever but mostly it was just a weak body and that lasted almost the full two weeks. Um, and then I was okay. My, mm-hmm. my girlfriend, um, was a little worse than me and hers was a few days later. Um, and she, she lost her sense of smell and taste for about a week. Oh my God. That's my nightmare. That's my worst nightmare. Oh my God. Yeah. Really? Mine too. I mean, I, I love food and if I can yeah. only, if I could only enjoy it by touch, you know, if I can't that's smell not, my food, if I can't that's taste my food, food. That, that's, that's, that's just survival at that point. Yeah. It's horrible. You guys are yeah. so funny because to me, the sense of smell is one of the worst senses there is. So I'll be like, oh, when that's gone, I'll be happy. <laughs> well, I've never heard anyone in the entire world not wanting one of their senses. But I, right. I don't want the smell. You don't understand with, with, with migraines. It's one of the triggers for me, the scent. And if, if someone wears perfume, it can knock me out for days if, if it triggers the headache. It's very, well, my very grandma strange. would knock you out for years. Probably, um, probably. Some people on BART knock me out. It's like, lady, you don't perfume. need to stand next to me like this. It's, it's I can go home and I'm immediately calling it a sick day. It's So, you know, yeah, the sense well, of smell, I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss. Well, anyway... <laughs> I would definitely miss it, especially if I couldn't taste, because I love food as well. That that's every time I hate when I have a cold and I lose the sense of smell um, and taste for even a day. It's it's just terrible. It's so horrible. 
But you know, the other symptoms you had, it really just makes it seem like you have a, a cold, you know? Yeah. Like you just, you can still continue working, you know, at a diminished sense, like, okay, you may be putting in 50, 60% of the work that you normally do, but you're, you're continuing, right? Like, so you didn't really have a bad, a bad episode. Um, yeah, mine was, it was very light. It was very, very easy, very simple. Like, you know, I've, I've gotten regular sicknesses that were much, much worse than my, my COVID experience. Um, the test was probably one of the worst parts. And you know, now oh, I've had wow. three, now I've had three of those and I'm going to get another one on Monday. And then for my immigration experience, as I move to Canada, because I have to stop in the U.S. for two weeks first, I'm actually going to end up getting like six or seven COVID tests over the course of three weeks. One of my coworkers, because um, he has to go into hospitals for his work, he's up to his like 55th test or something. I mean, it's just at this point. <laughs> he doesn't but, even um, have a nose anymore. It's just like yeah, one big hole directly to his brain. Yeah, that's what he's saying. <laughs> so are you moving actually with your girlfriend then to Canada? No, it's, um, we it's are tough. enjoying the time while we have it. Okay. Well, I hope you really enjoy it then, because you don't know apparently when you are leaving, because it's based on your tests, I guess. Right. So we, we've got a surprise extra three weeks together. And, you know, in, on that respect, we're actually really happy. It's you know mm -hmm. going to be nice to have a bit more time. And um, I definitely want to come back and visit and, you know, and see uh, what's there. But yeah, that, that, that part of, of immigration was never fun. Yeah. 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 I can I can I can see that because when we first talked to you you were still single, right? So it's yeah, a new, we it's a new were, relationship we were, too. So it's you guys are talking already. Yeah, it yeah, it's uh so we um interestingly enough, she had first sent me a message um on on Instagram of all places on Valentine's Day in the United States. It's it's not Valentine's Day in Brazil. So, you know, um and we didn't even meet until December. And so, you know, then we were in the discovery exploration phase where we're trying to get to know each other. Um, and then it became a bit more serious um, in, in February. Um, and it's really been wonderful. She's, she's an amazing person. Uh, she takes, she helps take care of me. Um, she's lovely. Um, but basically both of us were, uh, like, Hey, you know, I'm going to be leaving the country. Let's meet, let's, you know, just have fun, see what happens. And then now it's like, Oh, well now we see what happened. So what, what are you guys doing now? Now that she's negative and you're positive, are you now trying to keep a distance or are you just fuck it? It's, it's, it's impossible. And yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, so we're just, we're trying to stay safe. Um, but she's quarantining as well. So we're both just staying inside. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of ordering in. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we've been binging Master Chef Junior, which has been a blast. No. <laughs> um, I I might be slightly more emotional now than I was before, um, but uh, so Wait, like I'm, cry COVID? I'm crying. Maybe that's that's my excuse uh, anyway. So I'm I'm crying uh, when I'm watching all these all these junior chefs making amazing food. Wow, is this children like cooking? I don't know yeah, what the show yeah. is. Okay. Yeah, they're they're eight it's years reality. old to, to twelve years old, and they're it's, they're cooking like for Gordon Ramsay. It's a reality show, Nora. Oh, and and is, is Gordon Ramsay yelling at them and cursing as well? <laughs> no, he's like the sweetest person on the planet on this show. It's incredible. Like he yeah, yells at them sometimes, 
but like, but most of the time he's super playful. He lets them throw pies in his face. It's really amazing. So he just hates adults, which is fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, I hate most adults too. Yeah, so right. I, you can't blame the guy. You can't, no. and and I think I've seen one episode a long time ago, and my kids were into it, but it wasn't on TV, and you know, so now not to know to find out that it's on Netflix, probably, huh? We can watch it together. I have no idea what network it's on. Um, I just watch it through cable. So okay, yeah, we don't have cable. That's why we. That's why I'm 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 pushed out of all reality TV. You know, Stephanie is a big reality TV lover. Yeah, I love I love cooking competition shows too, Top Chef and all of them. Uh, I love it. Yeah, and then we're gonna have a reality TV episode show, which I don't know what I'm gonna say to that, but we'll see. We'll see. I wanted to ask more about the the part when okay, so you're gonna separate in three weeks. This would be my cue to marry the person. <laughs> Nora would marry. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that escalated. Uh, I mean, you know, we're already living together. Yeah, I know uh, you. You are moving fast. That is true. <laughs> Stephanie, do you remember? At this point, do you remember I married my first husband after six months because I was about to go back to Hungary, and uh, I'm like, no, 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 I need more chance with this person, and we just got married after six months or so. Or so. I think if uh, things were a little different in terms, of, like she has a life here. And I'm not taking that away. That would be, you know, a terrible thing to do to somebody. Um, and so that's probably the main reason why not. But if we can find a way where I can, a lot of companies are doing, you know, work from home type of programs. And so I might be able to work from home and then, you know, have my home address and everything registered in Canada and then just visit Brazil for 10 months. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would so, be great. You know, nothing is doomed just because you're moving nowadays. So I'm sure there's there's so many options, and and where there's a will, there's a way. And if you really want to, somehow, I'm sure you could work it out. But yeah. yeah. So we we uh, I like to say that I have machinations, and um, you know, we're we're hopeful that that one way or another you know, we'll be able to find something, and and there will be time in the future for us. Yeah, I mean, you know best, but to me, it's so scary in my mind to leave now because of you saying this new COVID strains and you don't know what kind of restrictions to travel may come, you know? So I'm right. I'm like, we are all getting vaccinated in the US. Our status is, is good, you know, as far as this current strain goes. I got my first vaccination last Wednesday and it was like nothing. We got the, I got the Moderna, my husband got the Pfizer a few weeks beforehand we are good you know i mean you know set up to be like okay soon we're gonna enter society we can be with other people without keeping six feet and we can be indoors with other vaccinated especially you know so a little well, bit of a normalcy to, but you have to be careful i mean you learned from last uh, two weeks ago when we talked to our guest you know she did say you still have to be careful you still have to wear masks and there are other strains out there and there are lots of people um, now that are getting COVID despite being vaccinated, fully vaccinated. So yeah, you can't I'm not, just I mean, go we, jump back into society. We, you well, you know, our society cautious. is different anyway. Our our lifestyle is much more indoors than you, yours was ever was. We, we are a video, video game player bunch, you know. So that's why I'm like, okay, when we go out, we're already distancing because it's our little group goes out. <laughs> I'm not going to raves and parties most of my time because I have kids. 
you know, so it's just the normalcy of like, hey, we can have a family over for dinner who's also been vaccinated. Fuck yeah. You know, like maybe that yeah, would be I, nice. Uh, I would love to be vaccinated. That's just, I mean, not going to happen until I get to Canada. Like um, the one way I could get vaccinated, because here in Brazil, um, uh, to say we are slightly behind would be like saying that I can't even think of a really good example. We're really behind in terms of vaccinations. There's political issues. There's corruption issues. There's all sorts of issues with um, getting vaccinated um, in Brazil. And it's it's not going to happen for me while I'm here. So what my hope was is that while I was in the U.S., I could get the Johnson & Johnson one shot because the two shots, you need to wait two weeks. And I won't be able to schedule that while I'm in the U.S., so I would get the vaccine while I'm there, and then I would go to Canada with my, you know, I'm vaccinated, I'm fine. Or when I get to Canada, I wait for a while and then, um, and then get vaccinated uh, once you know it's it's available for me there. I know that yeah, is I mean, a great plan, except a... sorry, Stephanie, except the U.S. put the Johnson and Johnson shot on hold, so you cannot get that one anymore. I can't get it now, but maybe it might open up in the next few weeks and then I'll be able to. So I'm, I'm just, you know, keeping my ear out and, and watching. But either way, the U.S. is, what, 35% vaccinated yeah. now, something like that? Yeah. Uh, here in Brazil, 6% uh, of the country is vaccinated. So they don't and have... Germany is even less. I, I yeah. don't know, but we're doing really, really, really badly here in Europe, so... What's the difference between Brazil and Germany as far as which shot you guys chose? You both have the AstraZeneca or what? Brazil only has one and the and a lot of it is just due to political issues and not wanting certain things and we're actually there's discussions of manufacturing uh, vaccines here but then they want to sell it to other countries first. Um, and then the other problem is Brazil is really 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 hot. We don't really have the infrastructure to support the cold temperatures that some of the vaccines need in order to be distributed safely. Yeah, that's uh -huh. terrible. So what, what shot exists there now that, that the 6% of people got? What is that? I want to say it's AstraZeneca, but I'll have to check. I can. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because it's not popularized. So nobody says, hey, here is the sign-up sheet. There's no sign-up sheets. There is no information about it. I guess. Yeah. What about you, yeah. Stephanie? Um, did you hear any news about or your vaccinations or anything? Well, I just that AstraZeneca was was um, forbidden for a short while because of blood clots, but then um, they did this extremely long-term study over a full month that uh, it's safe, so it came back. And we have AstraZeneca, we have Pfizer, and... Obviously, the one that BioNTech, which is a German company. <laughs> um, so we have all the vaccines. It's just we don't have the supply because Europe, the European Union, majorly fucked up there. So um, they're trying now, each country are now trying to get in sanctions. So they're not even allowed to sell the vaccine to other countries just so they can keep it from their own country because of how behind all the countries are in Europe right now. Yeah, I think Hungary has really went with the Russian and the Chinese one as well. So even though Hungary is part of the yeah, European it, Union... At this point, 
everyone's like, I even take Sputnik, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I don't, I don't know anything about, so I'm not going to say anything about it. But, I mean, you know, it's just funny to me that Hungary is part of the European Union, let, yet they, they go with the Russian, like, well, whatever, I guess. A lot of countries now, they, um, they have done that. They're just like, fuck it, the European Union is just, they're not having their head on straight, so they're, they're going straight to Russia as well. Um, it's not just Does Hungary... This... Uh, does this mean that the UK actually made a good decision? When I know, I know. That's what I talked about too just now. That it's like now the UK is like, ha, we knew it. And but I don't think I don't think they're doing well either. So no, they are. Uh, yeah. I, I, so I, I think you know, it's like they they avoided one problem and just created you know sixty three more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think in the long term, I still don't think it was a good decision, but. In terms of the vaccination, I think the UK is doing better than the European Union. No, I don't know about that. Maybe largely like better than the European Union, but they are not doing great either, right? I'm talking about just vaccinations right now. Just in no, vaccination no, no. Even terms, vaccination the UK wise, I hear better. I hear my American friend, and Gavin is your friend too, right, Tamir? Complaining about just no vaccination oh, yeah. plans here, and he just moved from America to the UK, and he's a bit taken aback about by not being distributed the vaccine just yet. So I have a lot of family in Israel, and they're pretty happy. So oh yeah, uh, is Israel doing well? Israel is Israel one of the is, world leading. They're removing masks. They're removing the mask mandates, and they're opening up restaurants and everything again. Because oh, I think I think they hit seventy five percent vaccinations. Oh my God! Congrats to them. I'm jealous. Yeah, I mean, it's a tiny, tiny little space, and they're you know 85% technology, so it, it kind of makes sense. But um, yeah, it'd be nice when the rest of the world catches up. Um, mm -hmm. The U.S. is doing well by comparison, especially when you consider the the size of the United States and the population. Um, so the theory is by July, August. Um, Things should Herd be immunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brazil is maybe the end of the year, um, but likely April of 2022. Oh my God! Maybe Brazil is even doing better than Germany. Who knows? Uh, at this point, I don't know anymore. I I don't it's... I don't think that. <laughs> Remember when we thought this was going to be like a one month thing? Oh my God! Like yeah, hey, we're going to go quarantine. We're going to work from home for a month, and then everything yeah. will be fine. Oh my God, last month, I mean, literally right now, last year, I remember having a talk with my boss and, and I was just um, trying to quit because I was moving to Germany. And I remember just like, oh, no, no, just put my, like, um, my, uh, that I need to quit the notice, just put it out for a couple more weeks and, and I'm sure then we'll be fine. And he's like, are you sure this might go into May? And I was like, what? Into May? Don't be crazy. <laughs> yeah. I ended up working until mid June. <laughs> and that's when we moved. So. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, I, I miss I miss those days when uh, I don't know what restaurants look like anymore. I mean, Germany's completely closed. Aust Austria is going back into a hard lockdown. Um, Germany is considering going into an even stronger lockdown. Uh, Brazil no has enforcing uh, military curfews now here. Um, Me too. Where Us too. Because because we just hit the like the past month we have hit the worst. The COVID virus has ever been in Brazil. Um, more people are dying and getting cases now than literally ever before. So, in, like the past year was was bad, but like it's even worse now. Germany too. We are we're um, going up, but also America. I checked the other day. 
they also had a thousand deaths the other day, just the other day. So um, it, it's it's not getting much better right now. I mean, I'm sure it might catch up, but yeah, Germany also they're having some really really bad numbers right now. So and we've been quarantining. I mean, since November, like hardcore. Before that, it was like slight quarantine, like some stores were open, but now we've been quarantined hardcore since December, November, December. So I don't know. I don't know what the. It's just it's hard to see a light at the end of the tunnel right now. It's getting tough. So I keep I keep I keep nodding in agreement, and then I remember that you know the, yeah, this I is can't a, vo- a voice only. <laughs> but. Yeah. So is is that how you feel, Tamir? I mean, um, because you're also in an apartment, I guess. Are you? So it's like, do you feel like stir crazy and the usual mental like difficult? You know, it's difficult to bear this lockdown because you know in California, like I said, I have like a yard. We can go out into the trails. There's not, there's not this feeling. I cannot leave my house. I we can actually leave our house where we can never see another person. You know, but but how do you guys? How do you feel, Tamir? You have the same like. I just want to go somewhere or. So my, my experience is unique in the fact um, I, I need to give a, a little bit of backstory, I think, here. Um, you know, like like you, I'm a gamer, right? So I spent my entire life um, at home playing Nintendo, not going outside, not spending any time with other people, you know, whatever it is. If I needed to do anything, I had my, my video games, I was fine. So when quarantine started, it was like, okay, cool. I've, I've trained my whole life for this, you know. like this I is, agree. This is I, I felt... I felt the same way. I'm like, oh my god, this is made. I'm I'm allowed to be staying at home and not feel bad about it. Like there is no FOMO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's wonderful. Um, now, when I moved to Brazil, I was introduced to a completely different lifestyle. And my first year here, I spent that time, you know, going out, going to parties, going to bars, learning how to like talk to girls and like flirt and all that and and just like having this amazing time going out because it's a lot less expensive in Brazil than it is in the United States. So I had this amazing year where I had like all of these wonderful experiences and parties and dances and uh, and everything. And then that got taken away. So while I had the preparation and training and I know what it's like to stay at home and, and be able to live a happy life like that, I felt like I was given a tease of a whole new way of living and then had that taken away from me and it hurt. Um, and so I have a lot of times where I'm fine, I'm playing video games, I'm watching TV, I'm ordering food, everything's great. And then I have times where I'm just, I'm really frustrated, I'm really upset and I do have that, God, I really miss that lifestyle that I was able to get just a taste of when I, when I left uh, the United States, because in, especially in, in all of Latin America, it's very much a, you go out and you don't come home until the sun comes up. Um, whereas in the United States, it's, it's very much, you know, dinner parties, restaurants, you go to bars, but you're usually home by midnight. Um, and even then that's generally a, a very younger crowd. Um, it just, it doesn't have quite the go out and just have fun culture that many many latin culture uh countries and cultures have yeah so so i I go back and forth between being being happy and being bummed out um but now that i live with somebody and i'm not literally alone because i had no pets i had no roommates i had nothing i started talking to a plant and i named him murray um you know from the movie uh, from uh 
you know, I did a castaway. So I have a little fake plant named Murray. Oh, I thought his that, name was uh, Wilson, but I'm like, okay, you you really have like the Wilson syndrome here. Like, yeah. No, you're, you're right. It, it is it is Wilson in the movie, but I, I named him Murray because okay. of, uh, um, actually, you might know this, from Monkey Island, there is a skull that shows up in many yeah. of the games named, named Murray. So I've named my plant Murray. And so I, I talked to Murray, but you know, now I, now I live with somebody. And so, um, it's fine. You know, when I want to play video games, I play games and she'll do something else. Um, she's not a, not a gamer, but, um, then, you know, we spend time together we watch shows together. We, we make each other laugh all the time, which is probably the, the healthiest thing you can possibly do at a time like this. So, you know, all that being said, I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, you know, I've had, Definitely had had better years, but finding ways to make it work um, and, and finding ways to connect with other people make it tolerable. Yeah. Yeah, especially I think, yeah, the company is huge. I mean, once once you get to live with someone, but I, I can't even imagine the people who have to live alone. I mean, you know, and not going to the office even for that kind of social contact and now they are just alone at home and video cameras and, and you know, it's a whole different matter. Um, I could I could go a couple of days um, without seeing my husband at this point. Uh, <laughs> it's been quarantined for a year, and um, we're in a small apartment right now. And uh, yeah, I appreciate whenever there is a day where he does go into the office. I'm like yes, yeah, I get a couple of hours for myself. <laughs> I mean, I, can, I have to work. I can even see that because I I, I have the kids and, and Nick here and then now baseball started for the kids and when he takes the he takes them and the house is just mine it's like wow it's just a different like finally I mean I love them but it's still you just want that like peace and quiet just a little bit but I I to be honest hate to be alone normally anyway so to me it was great that I have the support system nearby and I don't feel alone anyway so I would never live alone by myself but. But but in Europe, I think what's hard is that you you cannot even book a hotel or an Airbnb to go to because they somehow banned it, right? Mm, no, not here. So that, that you can you cannot go and then book an Airbnb for the weekend. No, no, because you're not allowed to really go far. You're not allowed to go out anywhere. Yeah, but that's what I don't understand. Like that that see that is where the U.S. I think wins in personal freedom. That nobody can tell me not to book an Airbnb. I'm sorry, we are going away for the weekend, and we don't want to see this house anymore. <laughs> we want to see something else. And then you infect the house with COVID, and then the next person who goes to the house catches COVID, and then it continues. Yeah, but see, we've been quarantined. We've been quarantining at home, and you know. Yeah, but I, 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 so have I, and look what happened. <laughs> well, you know, this is where it comes into effect, exactly, like, you know, like, we don't know what, what's happening, but, um, you know, these businesses signed up for, like, the extra cleaning, whatever, of Airbnb, you know? So it's like, how can you have a dental procedure, which opened up in, like, what, three months after the shutdown? We, oh, yeah, we do dental cleanings. Uh, but not have the people have the freedom to go away to Airbnb, you know, like that's just, that's just like a little double standard here we have, you know, and nobody knows what's safe, what's not safe. So you could go endlessly, you know, shaming and judging no, I, people, I you know. You. Um, yeah. I, I, I would trust the medical staff or, uh, you know, at a, at a dental office to keep things hygienic more than I trust Bob the landlord 
to keep his house uh, super clean in between, you know, Airbnb. Like, and think about it. So the other phrase, what if, what if the family before you has COVID and then you go to the house and then you catch COVID because Bob the landlord didn't really clean as thoroughly as he should have? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, see that I, it was never a concern to me because the virus is airborne. Um, so I never fe- feared that and I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be concerned by that. <laughs> so that's just like the same thing. My kids are going back to school next week, right? Finally, one of them goes back. He has, a, he's going to have a class three times a week for two hours. And I'm not going to not send him back because of the fear that someone might drag him into a COVID thing and then he'll catch it. He brings it home. It's like, you know, I'm way beyond that now. Because these kids haven't been taught practically nothing for the past year. And they also, he developed these tics. You know what those are? These like symptoms of like threats, like repeating. Yeah. He developed that because he's at home sitting in front of a machine all fucking day. And when I tell him go outside to climb, it's not really effective. You know, he doesn't have anyone to climb with. He's bored. Kids are not like, you know. They don't do physical stuff anymore at all. My other kid gained, I think, ten pounds. It's it's insane, you know. So yeah, it's not it's not like us when we were kids and we uh, stayed at home and sat in front of the computer all day long uh, playing video games. Well, <laughs> I had school. I had or, school. Or what we what we do at work, where we sit in front of the computer all day. And yes, play but I'm an so adult. I can regulate that, you know. So this if, is true. This is true. If you're making an argument about that, my physical activity needs are not the same level as a growing person, especially this child. And then what no, he does right. as an outlet, Kids definitely. what he does as an outlet is these is these because I took him to many doctors on video conferences, and the doctors say, even the psychiatrist, even the neurologist, look. The amount of ticks we've seen in the young kids, especially between age four and uh, six or eight or whatever, is is uh, is crazy because of they don't have the outlet physically anymore, and what they do is they bottle it in, or they they have the stress to come out this way, whichever affects them more, I guess. And it, they just explain to us that this is not something that they think is going to stick with them, but this is a phase, unless because they don't know that much about ticks, unless it's going to become one of these voluntary, involuntary things that he just gets used to doing. And I'm like, fuck that shit. He's going back to school on Monday. So <laughs> he's not going to be like <clears throat> making noises, you know, as, a, as an adult. And, and I'm, not, I'm not taking this anymore. You know, this, this whole thing of like, just have your kids sit at home for an hour. Zoom education is going to end, you know. So I can't wait for them to go back to school in this in this limited form. And like this is California, the teachers said they're gonna be outside uh, as much as they can. No, I, I hear you, and I and I I definitely see the need for for children to uh, to play, to get out, to get some sun. You know, vitamin D is very important when you're growing. I mean, you know uh, what's you know what's also important? Uh, social contact for these kids, especially for like not one. To, I don't want to generalize, but for girls, my boys went into Fortnite. That's where they have their social contact. Literally, their classmates are on Fortnite, and that's all they do. They talk to each other, and that's what they replaced it with. But is that normal? And you know, we want to work. We have to work eight hours a day. So what do I do? I let them well, just play the Fortnite. At least you're quiet. You know, we have 
demanding jobs. It's not going to be like they can clown around the house and scream and shout. So I want them just take quiet, play Fortnite. This is the best I can do. So yeah, we are forced into shitty situations and that's maybe contributing to the tick. But nobody, not at this age, they meant to sit in front of a computer as much as an adult does, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's sad. It's sad because I have disciplined children, but I force them into shitty Fortnite video games just so I can work. I mean, that's the that's the gist of it, and I hate it. Okay. Yeah. It's, Kids, it's, not it, a kid talk. Well, it's a, it's well, a, I, I don't have any, so... I know, I'm losing interest. It's just Nora. <laughs> It's very important because this is the future of your next society, you know. And mm-hmm. and if how they're gonna grow up is gonna matter a lot in the next for the next generations, you know. And I can't okay. wait for this COVID shit to be over with. And the way they handled it in schools is not the best in public schools here. I think we've got your message. Yeah. <laughs> I think and you I, mentioned I mean, this I, I'm in like every episode. I, I, I know. Can't wait for for all of this. Uh, yeah, but see, oh you gosh. guys, you guys are missing restaurants, eating at restaurants. That's the fucking privileged shit. What I'm missing is the basic education for my kids. I know, I know, I'm aware. So if you're aware, then you gotta listen to this and address this big, big issue because going out to I'm restaurants not- and partying is a fucking spare time activity, and I'm bis- I'm missing the fucking basis of my next house. You know, the fucking foundation. So, yeah, I'm getting intense about it because I, I, I cannot stand it. And I'm intelligent enough to not have the house break down because I'm building the house myself in one way or the other. But, you know, some families are going to lose their child to this, you know, in many ways. Yeah, no, I, I have no doubt. Um, you know, I like we're going to be doing psychological profiles of children for the next 20 years. Um, and comparing that to what happened to children a um, hundred years ago with, um, you know, with the Spanish flu and just how everyone handled it, because we did not do a great job handling the Spanish flu um, you know, years ago when we, a uh, hundred years ago, when we, there were still like people running around without masks. There were people saying, you know, oh, God, the system doesn't know what it's talking about. Everything is fake news. Like all of that happened during the Spanish flu of 1919 and 1920. Oh, so, that history repeats itself. Yeah, like every 100 years. And so it's going to be very, very interesting to see with all of the advanced psycholo- psychological understandings we have. Like, you know, one of the things that's nice now is we don't murder women for masturbating anymore. I think that's a huge that's, plus. That's, um, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, you're welcome. But um, <laughs> so, uh, so you know, like we've made huge strides in psychology since uh, we had the Spanish flu. Um, so doing all sorts of research and seeing what happened to our children uh, in this two-year time frame and what the aftermath is going to be. Because, like, let's say I could snap my fingers and tomorrow, literally, COVID is gone. How does society start reinventing itself again? What becomes the new normal? How long does that take? What trauma, what trauma do we carry that we teach our children, you know, so um, like, for example, here in Brazil and in many Latin countries, when you greet somebody, you give them a hug and depending on what city you're in, you give them one, two or three kisses on the cheek. And that's for everyone, even people you don't know, Uh, men, women, it doesn't matter. But after this, 
there's going to be a lot less of that physical contact. And people here are having psychological breakdowns because they don't feel close to the people around them anymore because they don't touch them anymore. Yeah, I know. But there's, there's some really bad things. Same thing with um, all the children that are already in abusive homes. Now with quarantine, the abuse has gone up and the children have nowhere to go, not even school to escape to. So, I mean, the, the repercussions and how we handle this, I think we're going to look back and it's, it's, you're going to really see how wrong we were in all of this. No one is, I know I've been saying this all the time as well. No one's considering mental health aspect of this. Nobody. It's, they're only just looking at the physical health and how many people get the virus, but no one is looking at how much suicide rates are up, how much abuse is up, how much, you know, um, addiction probably is ridiculous right now because people can't even go to meetings, you know, online meetings aren't the same. But that's my soapbox. That's what I always think of. So, so, so exactly, yeah. though, but these are all the same concerns. These, these all lead back to the thing that, well, okay, hey, you can emerge from this with, like, some forethought and plan for systems to rebuild those systems that deal with health, mental health, public health distributions, because that's missing in the United States, as we can see, uh, or, or very, very sporadic, you know, I mean... In Brazil, they have a different issue, but here in the U.S., what our problem was that some people do not know where to go to sign up for the shot. And some of my coworkers were like, I, I don't just have, I don't know the list. It's one of those situations when, like, oh, it's like a secret list you must be on. It's like, where the fuck you get the list? And it shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't be a, a privilege issue. It should be a public, you know, rollout. And what the way I found it is because the through public school uh, of my kids, they send, you know, updates. Here's a list. You're eligible. Sign up. But if the kids weren't in school, I still probably would be just like locking it and Googling like uh, in the wild. That It shouldn't be like this, you know? This kind of situation should be up to a system. It's like here we have a public uh, health system, you know, to distribute this vaccine. Well, I mean... I mean, yeah, that's, um, that's hopefully the takeaway from it, that, that, yeah, we'll rebuild these channels and there will be a, a mental health channel as well that's rebuilt. Because, by the way, mental health treatment in the U.S., uh, which supposedly is a first world country, at least it was, you know, maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago, I don't supposedly. know. <laughs> uh, it's, it's terrible. Mental health is like a lock of a draw. So, yeah, it's it's... I mean, you don't really get a lot of help. You probably don't even get a lot of co-pays. So, um, yeah. you know, but that's it's, just the health system. That's a whole other issue I could go on and on about. It, it is. I've Let's see. This crisis should be kind of waking people up. Like maybe there is a room for change and they, maybe this is how we can fix it. Because a lot of things could be fixed if there was just the will. Just as the mass shootings help with the gun crisis, right? That's how it's going to work. Right. Well, I mean, you know, COVID, COVID helped with the mass shootings. We had a lot less mass Yeah, I know. Shootings I know. And I now know. That, that everyone's getting vaccinated, look what's happened. Yeah, I know. Because, but that's also, I think, part of because people have been quarantined. People with mental health issues haven't been getting help. They probably have only gotten worse. And now the, the quarantine's over and they're going crazy. You know, yeah. they're right. running ammo. Yeah, even on our so. last show, uh, you know, Lauren mentioned that they see a lot of gunshots all of a sudden in the yeah. ER or in the in the hospital facility where she's at. Way more than normal. Yeah. yeah. Part of it, I mean, um, they should almost be counting as well as part of this pandemic. It's death. 
I'm, re- I'm, yeah, re- I'm really, I'm really, um, you know, the gun issue is clearly, uh, if you have guns, people will shoot them. That's, that's that. No matter what else other people in the U.S. say about, yeah, you have the right to wear them. Like, yeah, okay, that's a little too far. But I'm European, so I don't even want to get involved on the gun issue. You know? Um, that, yeah, again, we could we could talk uh, about this subject alone for another hour. So Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but what COVID brought out to, to us is that, well, you know, if you're scared of being shot, if there's a bigger danger, then the guns don't get fired because you don't you don't have a cause, you don't have a, a reason to be, you know, but the guns are still there, you know, to me, that's what I'm saying, like, all of a sudden now, well, it's just take away the fucking weapons, you know, that's your only solution. That's why that. I don't have too much hope that this pandemic will teach us much afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I see, I see that. I see that, but but it could it could get a really good start going. It's just is it any in anyone's interest? Maybe I'm cynical. Could be. No, I think you're realistic. I think you're realistic. It's it would be in politicians' best interest to create societies and facilitate better societies, but that doesn't seem to be their real interest. You know, that's that's the. That's not their real interest. Yeah, that's not at all. <laughs> yeah, but that would be their job. To be honest, that's... on that note, let me refill my wine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what you do with this? Yeah, so, I mean, as yeah. one of the things that I think is is very interesting is literally throughout all of history, whenever societies have gotten to a tipping point where things are are bad enough for the people that enough of them band together and say, "Fuck it," you know, we 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 don't have anything else to lose um they've toppled their government and like this has historically always happened and so it's like this delicate balancing game of how oppressed can these governments make their people um without being too oppressive uh to push them over the edge and so you know the wealthy people continue to get wealthier and powerful people will stay powerful until somebody gets a little too greedy and pushes a little too hard and then the entirety of, of you know their their country or state or whatever just says fuck it no we're done with this and you know that's when the guillotines come out and regimes change and everyone gets you know thrown into the into the lava um and then it's you know things are okay and people rebuild and then slowly some other group becomes powerful and then little by little you know you kind of get to the same place again but but you get to the same place but this is why you have to improve on the systems there is an evolution to this you know yeah you can get to the same uh power but like <laughs> but they what they set up in the u.s was a framework okay they started somewhere it doesn't mean it has to stay that way. The point would be to build on it and make it better, right? And and in Brazil, I think that's what what would you call that? Is that an autocracy? What's going on there with politics? So uh, Brazil is a dangerous time, I think, a place because you know now people were pretty poor generally, and they had a lot of uh, you know faith and 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 in their social systems, right? Like you were saying, their gatherings, the outings, and you know all these socially and culturally and now with the covid even that's taken away so yeah so a lot of a lot of the problem that's happening in brazil is like 
so there's definitely a huge political element to it where there you know there it's a lot of fake news it's a lot of um uh corruption a lot of hoarding of, of vaccines and uh, wealthy families are literally buying vaccines for themselves and mismanagement and you know all sorts of things the other problem is that um brazil especially in comparison to the united states has a level of poverty that people in the u.s do not understand like when people here in brazil say favelas people in the united states think ghettos and they're nowhere near the same thing favelas are play are you know, large uh neighborhoods almost even the size of, of some small towns or even cities that you know they don't really have electricity they don't have internet they don't have um all these sorts of things and there's millions of people living in these in this this squalor and it's you know rampant with um drugs and guns and prostitution and it's just really rough um it's nothing like you know the the poorest poor neighborhoods in the united states and people don't understand that like many people come to brazil wanting to visit favelas like tourism not understanding like no if you don't know the right way to get in you're going to get shot mm -hmm. like, yeah it's wow. not a joke and and the police aren't going to come because you know they're just you know backing off wow. yeah. that that's that's a gang so, territory or whatever is going on there is wild rules wild west and wild situations yeah it's yeah. You know, if, if you know what you're doing, you can go through a favela and everything will be fine. But if you're like, you know, if you're a white guy and you're just waltzing through a favela thinking it's really cool, you're going to get robbed. You're going to get kidnapped. You know, you, you're probably... And to you be honest, if you're a white guy from America, you deserve that shit too. So, yeah, well, <laughs> because I mean, why I the fuck you that, would so. go there? But it's not a Disneyland ride, bitch. Right. You know, uh, like... So the so the problem is um is that there's so many many people who are living in really extreme poverty um you know who are barely able to survive and something like covid comes along and they're like why do we care you know yeah. oh no I'm, i'm gonna get sick and i'm gonna die just like i could any other day without covid from any other possible um plague or or disease or yeah. not being able to eat or anything so um you know some people that i know that are that are in sort of these extreme uh, poverty situations are basically explaining like it's you know it's just a part of life the and same so, thing like, that's why honestly, they're not taking precautions because yeah. they just don't care yeah the same don't care mentality goes on in hungary because you know my parents work in factories and never one day they stopped working the only reason they stopped working because of during covid is they didn't have enough orders and they were fearing for their financial source of income. And then once the orders came in, they had to go back and continue working. So, you know, it's everyone manages this to the possibility of their means, you know? And right, if your best right. mean is like, oh, fuck it anyway, my, I rather get shot, uh, get the virus than get shot in the head maybe, then that's your personal situation. This is why governments should be in the place to try to build better systems. And, you know, I... I, I I'm always on this. I'm always on this, but I cannot be in government because I just don't think I... But economists, for God's sake, you know? Or maybe you should be in government because of this. Yeah, it's... it's it... Yeah. I'd vote for you. Yeah. Yeah, but see, I have the heart issue and I don't know how to convince the brains who know how to handle the money systems, you know? Because... Uh, well, just punch them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really. Really, I have, I, 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 you know, it's sad to see that would be their job. That is why they are elected to be in this position and oversee the distribution of the weaker side and have them lifted up unless their interest is to keep them down for whatever reason. But that's really comes out to be bad.
for everyone in the long run, right? To me, that's what yeah. I see from history. That's what I see in the US. That's what I see. And I read books about it. Maybe, you know, and where do you get your information? From books, perhaps, I would think, and experience. It's it's sad to see, you know, where these... The, the, the leadership is such... In, it's corrupt in the US, too. It's corrupt in the US, too. They just don't call it that. Yeah, it's corrupt everywhere. Yeah, most but saints. but yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think in New Zealand it's okay, but most most everywhere else in the world is is severe corruption. Uh, so we should have, I think, my Trump supporter, New Zealander friend, on the podcast. I don't want to say Trump supporter oh in a bad way, God. but I think he has. No, he's really a Trump supporter. Well, look, he's more so. That's you have to understand his perspective from based on his experiences. So I think New Zealand has the reputation of being evenly socialist country. But you know, when more people are allowed to move in, there should be a, there there has to be a layer who supports the socialist um, distribution systems, right? So you cannot just so this is a world problem all over, and he is he is I think a more conservative, maybe more right, not right wing, but what's the right word for like a Republican? I understand that. I don't possibly Republican. Exactly. You're I have to... conservative. I conservative. I have to understand. I have to think about it and talk to him more about it. But I definitely think he he got to the point where he doesn't want to say his opinions anymore because people would just label him, you know. And huh. even if he was tending towards Trump, um, I don't know what was the reasoning. But you know, you have to you have to understand these people because there's more to it. You know, there's more to it always. And I wouldn't label, you know, and wouldn't be like, oh, God, I'd never talk to him again because you'll never hear from again. And that's part of the issue, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll find out what's happening in New Zealand. But he told me already something about New Zealand and their socialist systems and how that's not it's not a Mecca, you know. It's not a Mecca, as it never was in, um, you know. In, I think nothing is a Mecca. Nothing is, nowhere is perfect. But the question is, could it be? <laughs> could it be if everyone at their own level were allowed, this is philosophy, everyone at their own level yeah. to be allowed to prosper? That would be happiness, you know? And it doesn't mean that you're sitting around eating chocolate cake all fucking day and binging out on TV shows because you might hate yourself at the end. But you need work. You need fulfillment, and if you provide that at every level for every people, like say, I know I'm a very good, uh, I don't know, cleaner, because I, I, I actually I feel like, okay, I, I could really clean, uh, <laughs> and I, I'm paid for it, like a deserving pay for that, that I feel like, okay, for me to clean your toilet, it takes this much, man, because, you know, it's, it's just shitty work, literally. And yeah, literally. you know what I'm trying to say here? That if these workers would be paid what they deserve and they doesn't you're have saying, to live in squalor, maybe you're then... You're saying if you could make 100k cleaning, you'd be a cleaning lady. Nah, that's what you translate it as watching your reality wishes. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I, I, you huh? know, what I'm saying, what, what I'm saying is that, okay, you have different equality levels in society, but right now we are keeping the people who are doing the shit jobs, so-called, uh, at a level where it's below humanity level, you know? Like, we don't care how you survive, but we just make it work, you know? And that's wrong. And, and the cleaning lady doesn't have to earn, you know, 100k maybe, but, you know, <laughs> there has to be some fair wages for, for them to, to do the kind of work they do, you know? 
because it's uncomfortable and it's shitty. And that's that's why you pay them the f- the fair price. It's not brain work because it used to be that brain work gets you paid higher. Well, guess what? Someone needs to do the shitty work, but it, it doesn't mean have to be you know kept at a at a crazy level. You know, I that's how I see it. That's how I see it. They why why can't they have the right to go out and and have a nice dinner afterwards? What they are all of a sudden not allowed? You know what I mean? That's how I think the old mentality is about that. I think you're right. I think that makes a lot of sense. But this is how I think about it. Because to be honest, I don't want to, I don't have time to clean my house. But when I have someone over here, I want them, tell me what's the fair price for cleaning this house. And they tell me what's the fair price. And then we agree on it. Because, you know, it's, it's the same thing as plumbers. The, the, the guy who, who came out here, replaced plumber shit, he asked for a fair price. And we were like, dude, we don't fucking know how to do this job. You are the expert, and please do it right. We pay the money you're asking for. It's a fair exchange, you know? That's right. how I see it. That's how society would evolve. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. And Stephanie just thinks I have 100000 to clean other people's houses. No. <laughs> 100000 means nothing to me. It's only a value of, you know, going, you know... To, 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 to do something with that money and what you want to do with that money is up to your level you know? it, was, it was a joke, it was just a joke because <laughs> he said I'm really good at cleaning and they need to see the value and blah blah blah, blah. So I was like, <laughs> it was a joke, I don't know and then you said something about reality TV shows which I didn't understand but Real, reality TV shows <laughs> in the sense that you know, that I, I watch your reality TV shows and to me like oh my god these guys are like so disgusting they have so much money and they definitely don't know how to use it so that's that's what i see in them and that's why i don't watch them i think reality tv depending on the reality tv show um i've seen some very interesting ones but um uh you know some are are pretty healthy some are, are you know nice and fun uh some are just crazy so should we have a big reality TV episode in the future with Lauren and Tamir? Yeah, we can. I mean, like I said, I want you to just watch Married at First Sight on Netflix and see if you can not if you can help not getting addicted to it. If you can, then I guess you're truly immune. But oh, okay, but what's the test? If I cannot get addicted, then I just don't like reality, or I'm not sure. What... Yeah, yeah. Then you're just truly immune because, like, immune. This is like, I mean, most people, they're, they're not rich people, they're normal people. Married at first sight. And uh, most people, when they watch it, they just they just get addicted. Or not only their fiancé. It's one of the two. Those did, two did you watch those, Tamir? Uh, no. Okay. Um, I, my, the, the, the reality shows I watch are, are basically, you know, the, the Food Network stuff, the cooking channels. Um, and I, I used to watch, like, The House Hunters, but I started getting angry. Because, oh, when, because when you watch like, House Hunters, it's like, you know, the, the woman doesn't work. She, she makes yeah, macaroni sculptures he's, at he's home. He's a painter. Yeah, and he's like a painter. And our budget is uh, five million. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, what the fuck? It's I like, know, what happened? Well, you know, we, you know I, we were smart with our money and we were saving. Yeah, right, and then, you know, right. his dad died and, you know, left him an inheritance of $30 million. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is complete bullshit. Same Wait. thing when they go to Europe. I watch the international ones. Then they go to Europe, and then it's usually just one person working because one person got through their work, 
um, you know, put somewhere in Europe. And then they're like, yeah, my budget for monthly rent is 5,000. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what? And you have a family and the wife is not working and you're feeding like two kids. I'm like, um, yeah, okay, sure. That's, yeah, sure. <laughs> so my question is, how did these TV shows change? Because when I used to watch House Hunters, it was like, oh, Minnesota, we are trying to buy a house for 230000 What What the fuck happened? No, they uh, well, still have Because nobody, those... nobody, yeah. But nobody but, really, uh, yeah, they're not interesting. Yeah, nobody cares about like, you know, okay, and here, you know, you can get a house for 150000 It's got yeah. one bedroom. It's got exactly. half a toilet. It's boring. It's boring. It's like, eh, whatever. But it's like. It's like people want to be able to think, well, I'm a school teacher. Why don't I have a budget yeah. of $6 million? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many great memes about this. They're really, yeah. I, really funny. I sell my, I sell my ar- armpit hair on Etsy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, make, I make NFTs of my cat's butthole, you know, and it's, it's like whatever. Know, my budget is $5 million. Oh, my God. It's amazing. <laughs> so this no, is... I, um, so are you guys I, telling me... I watch, me? like, all the superhero shows. That's what I'm addicted but to. But you guys, I, you I guys like, telling me all that... All the Marvel, all the DC. Are you guys telling me that, that this is what House Hunters turned into? A millionaire house hunt? Not always. They do still have... They throw in the, like, okay, let's... The regular people? The, the, the peasants that watch the The peasants, show. yeah, the, the peasants. But, yeah, <laughs> they, they do certainly have some ridiculous, ridiculous... Um, like, I, really, where, like, he's a painter, and, yeah, she's a stay-at-home mom of, like, six kids, and their budget is ridiculous. It's, oh, um, this, that's this why is the news to me. From. This is news to me because I I remember the regular times, but yeah, I mean, to me that would be a different show. That would be like a House Hunters Millionaires edition or some shit. You know what my favorite reality TV show was, and like you are both gonna laugh at me, and and you know that's fine. That it's all for the good of the radio. Um, but my favorite reality TV show of all time was Pimp My Ride. Oh, well, back in the day, I mean, with I with Exhibit, oh, because I know, I know. like. He he would like he'd find people who have really shitty cars and like crappy living situations, and then he would take their car or like whatever if you could barely call it a car, and he would give them like this three hundred thousand dollar tricked out amazing know. you know thing as a reward, and like now they get to drive that with pride and and like some right. of them have sold the cars and used the money to like you know put their lives back together, but like e- either way it's like people had crappy life situations and he gave them something amazing and it was totally tricked out. Like one of them even had like a dance dance revolution thing that you could do in the back. <laughs> so like you open the hood of the, the trunk oh of the car God. and you pull out the dance mat and the TV and you could play DDR in the parking lot. And I'm like, that's then, my car. But then they would go back to their, like, you know, where they live and then immediately the car was stolen or they, you know, Probably. was broken in and then they took the radio system and all that. That, that was there was a lot of stories about that, which makes sense to me because they're in crappy living conditions. I'm sure they're not living in a great neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's funny to me that that's what Tamir's gym car is to this day. It's, it's the D and D mat dance. on the back of the car. <laughs> I love dance. it. No, 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 dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, like I still play. Like um, I in fact um, I have a version of my computer uh, called Statmania, and um, you can create your own videos with steps and everything like that and so I found a guy who's really good at creating these steps and I've been sending him super popular dance music from Brazil and he's been converting them to Dance Dance Revolution songs so nice 
are so, you so are I've you releasing play, this? Like, are you? I've been able to play funk funk mu Brazilian funk music DDR oh my God. Uh, on That's my computer. So funny. I wish I wanted to do that so bad. I've never I've never played that. I feel like this is a good workout too. I it's fantastic. I, yeah. I lost a lot of weight while I was playing. Now I've, I've lost most of my weight playing uh, Ring Fit on the Switch. I lost about uh, 15 kilos, 20 kilos. What is what is that? Ring, ring Fit? Ring. ring Fit. So it's for the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. And it's a um, it comes with a Pilates ring. Um, and you basically you hook it up to the controllers. And... It's you're doing all of the same exercises you do in the gym. You're doing yoga, you're doing crunches mm -hmm. and squats and everything like that. But you're there's a character on the screen and he's like fighting monsters. And oh. so if if you want to get from the beginning of the level to the end of the level, you actually have to jog in place. And then when you fight monsters, you do all these different exercises and stretches and everything to fight oh, the monsters. That's so, clever. By the time you finish the the level, like you're exhausted and you're sweating and it's wonderful. And I, I lost nice. about fifteen kilos playing. That's a lot. Fifteen kilos, twenty kilos. That's yeah. That's um, impressed. Nora, I don't know if you've seen any of my more recent photos on Facebook, but I probably look very different than when uh, we were working together. I know. I think so too, for sure. Like the 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 workout seems to work, and I wanted to add that to that Nintendo stuff. They always do the right thing. Because they did the right thing with the yoga uh, workout on the V-Fit. Um, so yeah, I think it's totally worth a try. And now that I have a Switch, I should probably just figure it out to get this for the kids and for myself. And I mean, uh, Stephanie... If you get it, let me know. Yeah, I, I think I will. And we can join. Right? Probably play together even. I don't know. That'd be great. Yeah, and Stephanie needs to get into gaming. Because she's anti-gaming here. So we have to drag her into this. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll have to see if I can find a, a one with a pole. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go there you go good start <laughs> i think nintendo has to kind of figure that out for themselves uh, yeah if nintendo came up with a a pole exercise game i would like i i would give them all the money because they deserve it <laughs> it's just that they are so like child centered or like child centric yeah. that like hmm, i don't know how they're gonna give this pole a chance but we'll see See. Yeah, oh, yeah, they they're, trying, they're trying to get Paul into the Olympic Games, you know, because no, it is really? basically acrobat. Yes, because we've been trying that for years because it's acrobats. It's acrobats it on a pole. I it's know. just a stigma that's attached to it that we need to lose. But it's it's hard. It's hard work. And I know. Some really good pole dancers, they're they're amazing. I mean, the, the, the things they can do with a pole is ridiculous. I mean, that's inhumane. Like, I don't know how they even... They, I don't know why they, the way they can, like, turn and bend, and, and I, I can't even get close to that, so... Yeah, it is pretty I much... Seen, uh, the, lots of competitions and stuff like that coming out of Vegas, and uh, a mm -hmm. few of my... And a number of my friends are actually um, you know, use pole for exercising or dancing. Um, yeah. And I, I'm always just like, well, first off, I, I will admit it probably took me twenty years before I learned that the pole rotates. Well, you can you can put it static or you can put it rotate. You can choose. So right, like when you see when you, you see the women, uh, since it's normally women spinning around on the pole, usually they're holding in place but spinning the pole. The whole time, I thought they were just like somehow rotating around the pole with their thighs, <laughs> and I'm like, that's the the magic. magical, amazing thighs in the planet. And then once mm -hmm. I figured it out, like my brain exploded i was like well duh that's logical <laughs> um but even so like the the physical strength and balance and everything is crazy and i'm always super impressed 
yeah, it's all core strength and, and trying not to get dizzy. And I mean, yeah, it's not for everyone, but it's, it's hard. It's, I tried it. It's very, very hard. And a lot of bruises, which annoyed me to hell. Cause it's like, uh, I'm just coming here from my Pilates and yoga workout. And then now I look like, I don't know what I've done. I will purple and black Especially bruises on my get, legs. You get a lot of bruises between your legs. legs yeah. And like, there were several times when I was at the gynecologist and then she was like, is there something you want to talk about? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Of course. Of course. And just, you were like, do you, just, do you just tell them your husband has bad aim? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> or invite her to call. <laughs> I mean, you can kick off the call now if you need. I understand. <laughs> I wish I would have thought about that. I would have totally said that. Okay, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you'll have more doctor's visits in your future. So, you know, you can, you can save that one for the... Oh, my God. I'm, yeah, I bet the Germans will take that really nicely. Um. Oh, they wouldn't know how to take it. I'm sure they no. would be confused for a while. They'd be very confused. They'd just look at me, like, really strangely. Oh. But... All right, everyone. Um, is there any other questions we have for Tamid? We had a really good discussion. Yeah. We had a, such really a deep discussion. To I have up. to I have to figure out and find a good title for this episode because I wanted to title it COVID shame and then others. We'll see what I come up with. If you have any suggestions, just leave it let let me know. Sure. And you know, it's always I always have a great time talking with you both. It's always a pleasure to, to be on the show. Um hopefully the next time I come back I, I will be in Canada. No not still in Brazil, like, yeah, I'm on my ninth COVID, and yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm hanging out at the hospital because, like, I'm, I'm some scientific anomaly, and they're trying to study my blood. You yeah, know? Oh my God, yes. the person who just gets COVID magically and then and, and, and survives no matter what. Um, yeah, I'm like, I'm like Wolverine, I guess. Yeah, so, so tell me this, are you going to travel through the U.S.? You're going to visit the area where I'm at in the Bay? Yes, I will be, the plan is to be in the Bay Area for one week and then in San Diego for one week. And I will be getting COVID tested like crazy. Okay. So, but I will be in the Bay Area for a week. I still want to have like an outdoor drink with you. Some safely distanced, obviously. Okay, good. So we have to lock this down and put it in the books. Yeah. And then in, you know, five years when the world is safe, then we'll do that big party in Germany that we talked about. Of course. Of course. Yes. We have to meet. We certainly have to meet now. <laughs> now that I now that I know that the poll rotates, we have to meet. <laughs> you can you can you can use my poll for a bit if you like. Uh, that wouldn't be good for anybody, but most importantly, <laughs> it wouldn't be good for your poll. Oh well, my poll is actually quite stable. Oh well. Well, now I'm curious. Okay. I think I think we all have fun once we can get together. We we made through so many friends actually through COVID and the pod. It's actually awesome. So we we happy to have you, Tamir, and uh, and yeah. you know, I hope your Monday test actually comes back negative. And then would you be freed or would you be still in quarantine? Um, I would be free, but I still won't fly out for another three weeks because I just changed all my yeah, my you flights. changed the flights. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, good luck with that. And even if you test negative next, like, you have to be really careful <laughs> to not get yeah. it a third time, just so you can take that flight. Yeah, no, it's a good plan. I will. All right, bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. Bye.